Welcome to You Are Not A Goat. If you want to follow your passion and do what you love, this is the podcast for you. Without further ado, here's your host, Slimy Zions. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of You Are Not A Goat. My name is Shlemy Zions and I am your host. Welcome back to the show. It's been a while. I think it's been about three weeks since we did the last episode. Uh, last one was with Haley Moss, the lawyer with autism. Got a lot of great feedback on that one. People really enjoyed it. Uh, the reason I haven't been doing the podcast in the past few weeks is not because I don't want to do the podcast. It's not because I'm irresponsible, although I am a little bit inconsistent, but I'm working on that. The reason I haven't done it is as follows. There are a lot of good projects coming up on my end. Um, a lot of things have been happening in my life. Thank God, good things. I'm very excited to be working on some new things. I can't talk about them just yet. But I will say that if you stay here and stay tuned, there will be a lot of good stuff coming. I've been traveling. I've been filming videos for my YouTube channel. Uh, check it up, Shlemy Zions. Please subscribe to that channel because I have about 20 videos that I'm going to be releasing. The first one hopefully starting next week. And we're going to try to do a video every week or two. These videos have never been seen before. Um, really great content. In other news, back on the podcast atmosphere. So we're back. Um, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, please subscribe. We're everywhere. We're literally everywhere. We're on YouTube. We're on iTunes. We're in Google Podcasts, Stitcher, CastBox, you name it, if the podcast platform exists, we are there. So please subscribe to the show. Please leave us a review. It helps us so much when you leave a review. And I really appreciate all those who have left reviews in the past. Please continue to do so. Leave reviews. Tell your friends about it. Share it. And this way the podcast will grow and be able to share the knowledge and the message with many, many more people. So on this week's episode, we have a guy named Nikhil Arora. He is one of the co-founders of Back to the Roots. Back to the Roots is a really, really interesting company. They sort of make products that can allow you to have a farm in your own kitchen. So you can like grow mushrooms in your own kitchen. You can grow all sorts of herbs, even hemp. Uh, hemp is a cannabis-like plant. So it's sort of like marijuana, but it doesn't get you high. It has a lot of health benefits, and it's totally legal all over the United States and Canada. So you can grow that in your kitchen. And one of the things I liked most about the story of Nick Hill and his partner is the fact that these boys left six-figure jobs. They had really good jobs, really good positions, and they left these jobs to start growing their mushrooms. Um, it's a fascinating story, and it's one, one of the things that I love most about it also is that they're, they didn't give up. They had a lot of issues. They sort of invented this new method of growing things, and it was very tough on them. And uh, for a long time, it looked like they were going to fail, but they persisted, they continued, and now they are a multi-million dollar company sold all over the United States, and uh, yeah, it pays to be persistent, and that is what makes success happen. So without further ado, let's get right into it. This is Nick Hill Arora, co-founder of Back to the Roots. Hi, Nick Hill. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Um, so you are the 
co-founder, co-CEO of Back to the Roots, which is a really cool company. You guys sell a lot of cool products. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself and how this all started? Absolutely. So it's been a, a really exciting journey and uh, growing back to the roots along with Alex, my co-founder. And, you know, the whole thing actually started off, which is was just funny, with no background in anything to do with food or agriculture or mushrooms, which is how we got started. We're both actually undergrads at UC Berkeley. Um, I was going to consulting. Alex is going to invest in banking. We're both uh, seniors there at, at Cal and thought we knew what we were doing. We could have had job offers and a few months before graduation. Uh, it was uh, in a business ethics class, actually. We were both uh, in this business ethics class about three or four months before graduation and actually didn't know each other. It was really interesting. You know, same classes for four years, somehow never connected, uh, but we were both in that class and heard this random fact that you could possibly grow gourmet mushrooms on entirely recycled coffee grounds. And something about that fact just inspired the both of us, and we ended up uh, getting connected by our professor. And, and he's like, you, you guys both asking the same question for more information. I don't even know where I heard this, but you guys should probably connect. And uh, I don't know if we met up. We hit it off right away, kind of similar values and curiosity. And you, uh, you fast forward, we turned Alex's fraternity kitchen into a mini science experiment and ended up growing a couple test buckets of mushrooms that we got some early support on from Whole Foods and um, and local grocery stores and got a $5,000 grant from our chancellor about two weeks before graduation. And I'll never forget, Alex and I both looked at each other and said, you know what? Forget investment banking, full-time urban mushroom farming it is. And, and uh, we dove into this and that was the start of this, uh, this whole journey. That's awesome. So just to be clear, you're using leftover coffee grounds from like coffee shops to grow stuff? We started off that way. We started off using coffee grounds from like Pete's Coffee and local cafes. Um, and uh, along the way, you know, we, that's how we got started. We were growing fresh produce, fresh mushrooms. You know, we were collecting at one point almost three and a half million pounds of coffee grounds that, that cafes were throwing away and using that as a soil for growing our mushrooms. Um, but along the way, we kind of realized that, that, uh, I think what was happening in across the country, across America was bigger than what we were doing just right here in Oakland with our farm. And we realized that there was a growing movement of people wanting to reconnect with the food across the country and, and grow it themselves and learn where it comes from. And it inspired us to take that big urban farm that we had created uh, and shrink that down to this grow at a home kit that would let anyone grow their own mushrooms at home. And that was the start of, this, of the kind of second chapter in many ways of back to the roots where we um, took our big farm and turned it into a tabletop experience that anyone could grow in any classroom, in any kitchen. And you fast forward in the last couple of years, we actually turned that one first mushroom kit into a whole line now of indoor gardening kits to get families and kids, um, just kind of inspiring them and helping them be able to grow their own food and learn where it comes from. Right. So for those who are not exactly familiar with all of your products, what do you sell aside from the mushroom kit? Yes, we started off with the mushroom kit, uh, and that was the first product, which is a little brown box. You pop it open, and in 10 days, you can grow uh, your own gourmet oyster mushrooms right out of the box and, and throw them in pastas or pizzas. And it's a really fun way to experience growing something different. And then we also have, uh, we launched the first home aquaponic system. So it's a little self-cleaning fish tank 
that grows food and uses the power of aquaponics and little three-gallon tabletop tank where you can put a beta fish in there and all the fish waste fertilizes your plants and the plants clean the water for your fish. It's a little closed-loop ecosystem. Um, and, you know, we also have a line of kitchen herb gardens and windowsill tomato planters. So it's been really fun kind of launching different herbs and veggies and mushroom kits to get families growing a bunch of different things. Now, I see yeah. that you're selling hemp as well. Yes, we just launched that. Uh, we just launched that on Earth Day, actually. It's a brand new product after um, some of the, uh, the legislation that passed in January. We thought it was an exciting time to be able to help educate uh, folks across the country about this really amazing crop, honestly. I mean, such a cool history in the country and used for food, for fuel, for fiber. And so we launched the very first hemp uh, starter kit that can help people grow it at home and learn about it. And what can people do with the hemp that they grow at home? And can you describe what hemp is as well? Yeah, hemp is an, it's an incredible plant. It's, it's, you know, it comes from and has been misclassified in many people's minds because it's part of the cannabis family. Right. But it's non-psychoactive and, and, uh, and it's actually one of the most complete sources of protein, non-animal protein. Um, it's got a, a lot of therapeutic and calming uh, benefits to it as well. You know, people are growing it again, and, and you're seeing it in a lot of different, uh, if you go to the grocery store, you'll see in a bunch of different food items again, hemp seeds and hemp protein. Right, and can you ship that anywhere in the States now? Yeah, you can buy it on back to the reach.com. Okay, and what about, you? Are you? Are I'm assuming you can ship it to Canada as well? Uh, we currently don't ship to Canada. We're just, uh, for that skew, we're just shipping uh, domestically in the United States. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know much about cannabis, but from my understanding, you need a really hot climate to grow that. So can, let's say I live in Alaska. Can I grow hemp in my kitchen? You could start it. You could start it um, under grow light. Obviously, you need good light. But hemp actually goes really fast. It's a really fast-grown plant. I mean, kind of, it, it's similar to corn. If, you, if it were, you know, you're talking about three or four months, you're growing a plant that's four or five feet tall. So you need space, you need light. But, um, you know, our kit comes with the starter starter pods is the organic soil, the seeds, and also a hemp discovery book to kind of teach you about this plant as you get, as you get started. But you, you will need some space to grow it um, once, you, once your seedlings are, are about five to six inches tall. I see. So you recommend like putting it in the garden after that? Exactly. Yep. And, and actually the starter kit comes with these biodegradable pots. So you, just, you can start your plants in there. Um, you can start them indoors, but then you'll you'll move them outdoors when you're ready for your plants to to mature. Neat. Okay, now on the business side of things, how did you go from the original concept and get like turn it into a massive national company? <laughs> um, repetition, 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 repetition. Lots of uh, it's been a journey, a lot of hard work, and, and an incredible team and. Um, incredible partners you know we're, we're lucky to have an awesome team here in oakland and and just some amazing partners we work with who have believed in our in our mission um of trying to get america and get a new generation growing again so you know we we sell nationwide now in in, in the home depot um in, in target in lowe's whole foods um partners who really believed in our mission and, and especially when, when we were just getting started and um you know, it takes a, 
say it takes a village to raise a child, and that's equally, if not more, true for a business. So um, we just have some amazing partners around us. Right. And I'm not sure where I heard this. It may have been in the video I watched about you guys, but I remember hearing that you guys guessed somebody's email address in order to pitch your idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. We first were getting started especially with, with, with the Home Depot. It's funny, we, we, before we had an office, we were working out of our local coffee shop, a local Starbucks here in uh, near Oakland, and uh, there was a Home Depot nearby, and we had just launched our mushroom kit, and Alex and I were like, man, we've got to sell our mushroom kit at Home Depot, and had no idea how to get that process started, and uh, you know, we were just barely, barely getting started, so we ended up uh, asking one of the store associates like, who the name was for the regional buyer, and he gave us his name, but you know we were. I don't think he wanted to put his name on the line and introduce us yet to him. So we were like, "All right, we got his name," and we literally shot like twenty emails, like first initial dot last name, first name dot last name, first name at, and and sent a bunch of these emails, and and finally uh, got one response back, and we were up in Oakland. He's like, "Great, I'm actually. I'd love to hear more. I'm in San Diego," uh, and we we're just we're like, "Great, we'll be there in tomorrow." got a flight and uh, that's how we got our first meeting with the Home Depot and uh, and it's turned you know it started off as you know a couple stores here in Northern California is now you know 1800 stores nationwide and one of our largest partners wow that's awesome I love how you like sort of you know didn't let anything stop you to get your foot in the door and it's actually a trick that I uh, you know that I took from your repertoire I use it very often I try to guess people's email addresses and very often I'm like it's spot on Mm, yeah, it's uh, it, it's sometimes it's just a swinging and trying. You know, worst case is is you're in the same position you were beforehand, right? So yeah. Okay, and how many employees do you guys currently have? Uh, we're at uh, eighteen. Wow. And like, because you guys have such a massive presence online, and when then you think about like that, there's a smaller team of people handling so much work. That's very impressive. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. We're we're uh, using. I mean, I think trying to be as efficient as we can and leveraging partners around us, and um, yeah, just trying to grow it one day at a time. I think where we have a really, really passionate uh, team here, who's I think we all really believe in this in this mission and the importance of reconnecting, especially kids back to food. We think. You think about food and just the impact it has on every part of our day-to-day lives. You know, obviously there's a health piece of it, and and some of the statistics around. I mean, a third of the kids in this country now are overweight or obese because of the food system around us. You think about sustainability. How one of the leading causes of of, of climate change is, is the emissions that come from our our, our, our large-scale agriculture. You think about um, the, the job creation and, and what's happening in farms across the country and, and, and uh, the, the, the smaller farms are being sold as an aging farming population because people aren't interested in taking up agriculture and, and turning right. it into more monocrops. And you see all these different touch points and we're like, in some ways, we, we have a generation that's been, you know, our grandparents are growing their own food, cooking their own food, knew where it comes from and within one generation or two generations we're so disconnected from it and and we think that 
it's one of those imperative missions that we can be working on right now is to just reconnect the generation to food and get them curious again and not coming at it from right or wrong of like this is good, this is bad for you. It's like we just gotta start off with the fundamentals of like curiosity, like where does my food come from and and we think getting getting uh, families and kids growing themselves again and engaged in that process is one of the best ways to uh, to do that. So uh, we're inspired by the mission. I think that that translates to the output. Hopefully, we were you know we were able to and the impact we were able to make. Right. And do you think micro farming is the future? Like, say, thirty years from now, do you see people growing a lot more of their own food than they're currently doing? Uh, yeah. Yes, uh, but I think, you know, it, it, I, I say that with a caveat of, of large-scale farming is not going to go away and the importance of it. And, and, and we have some of the deepest respect and appreciation for, for farmers who are growing a lot of food on hundreds of acres, but doing it the right way, doing it organically, um, doing it with rotational farming, doing it, you know, using local inputs and dry farming with less water resources and less chemicals. So for us, it's not about trying to say grow all of like you should grow everything you eat yourself. I think we need our farmers. Um, and in many ways, we want to we wanna put our farmers back on the pedestal. You know, in the food space, you see the entrepreneurs, people who start the bar company or the snack company. Um, you see them talked about in the media and out there, but like none of that's possible without the people who are dedicating their lives to growing food for us. So in many ways, it isn't about, Hey, like grow all your own food. It's about like respect food again and learn about food. And part of that is, is, is honoring and respecting our farmers. Right. Very nice. Um, now, if you don't mind, you could tell us a little bit about, some of the challenges you faced in the business and perhaps you had some really scary times at the beginning or something like that? Yeah. Uh, every, every day, say that much. There's um, <laughs> it, 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 it new, new challenges every day in your small business and, and things are, uh, when you're especially trying to grow, you know, you're not growing, not trying to grow one or 2%. We're just kind of building off the status quo. You're trying to, continue to double the business and grow it and, and explore a lot of new opportunities. You, you, you've learned you don't, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And, um, and that's one of the biggest challenges. But, you know, early on, I'll say, you know, it, it's evolved. I'll say first, we, you know, the first challenge was what, how do we even produce anything? It took us eight, nine months to grow our first batch of mushrooms after we graduated. And that was one of the hardest times. Remember Alex and I were looking at each other like, man, we just gave up six figure job offers to, to start this company. And, Imagine for like every single day you're planting mushrooms and this crop that you just, and nothing is working. You come back the next day, nothing grew. The next day, nothing grew. And, you know, you're doing that for 100 plus, you know, 180, 200 days of like that constant failure. And, and finally, I remember it was like that day, like super clear. We had our first, we saw our first mushroom sprouting again. It was just, you know, it was like the sky's broken. We saw the heavens. It was like, oh my God, this thing's working again. But, you know, with that, that time we could, I mean, it, it was a partnership and the love and respect we had for each other that got us through that. And then, you know, then once you figure that out again, we kind of figured out the growing conditions and what we had done right, what we had done wrong, is that how do you scale this up and, and, and the operations. But the challenge is, you know, it, it evolves as the business grows. And then it's how do you finance it? How do you grow it? Um, how do you hire the right team? Um, and, and, you know, in many ways now it, we see it's a, it's a 
fun challenge of like we're trying to educate and create a new category, like an indoor gardening category where the space is evolving. And, and you, know, you walk in, 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 a, in a big store, for instance, a, a big lawn and garden store where half of the store is dedicated to big backyards, right? Big bags of soil, right. big plants, big pots. And we're trying to educate and teach a whole new generation that, hey, you can grow inside, you can grow year round, indoors, and, and let education evolve there and awareness building. And uh, it's tough to build a new category as a small brand, but it's also what drives us. But yeah, it's, um, <laughs> when you start, I feel like when you're starting something, every part of the business, you got to learn and go through trial and error, supply chain, operations, finance, sales. Um, a lot of trial and error, but uh, I'd say it's one of the most rewarding things is, is the idea of creating something. I think that that's what drives the whole team. There's something really rewarding about seeing then your vision where, you, you know, even when you're launching a new product and it starts off just as an idea in, in your head and, and you fast forward six months, eight months, a year, and the first time you see it, you know, going from the shelf and someone buying it and putting it in their cart, taking it home with their kids, like, that makes everything worth it. It's, it's a cool feeling. Right. And like so much respect to you guys for being persistent when those mushrooms weren't growing. Cause most people would probably have given up, you know? Yeah. It's uh call it foolishness, naivety, whatever the right word is there, but uh, we kept it, kept on going. So it was a, it was a crazy, crazy start to, I'll tell you that one stuff for sure. Good for you. Um, just another few quick questions. What would you tell somebody who's thinking of starting their own business? You know, a lot of people have doubt. They don't think they can do it. They don't think they can be successful. What would you say to somebody like that? Yeah, you know, I think, I think too often we, too often we make entrepreneurship or starting something feel like it's just one big leap, right? Like you hear that analogy about jumping off a cliff and you're building your wings on the way down. And, and uh, I don't think it has to, and I think that puts a lot of people off and scares a lot of people from starting something. And I think in many ways, uh, this is just reframing that moment is so important. It's like, Hey, it's actually one big, for us it wasn't, yeah, it sounds like in the short story is one big decision. We went from investment banking to mushroom farming but you break up that three months from the idea to giving up our job offers, there was a hundred small moments, right? It was raising our hands in class. Yeah. It was meeting up. It was going to the library and picking up some books. It was, you know, going a test bucket, one bucket. It was taking that bucket to a few restaurants, getting some support. It was, hey, let's apply for a small grant in the evening hours while we're studying for finals. Whoa, we got 5,000 bucks amazing and you know and, and it, it builds up to the point of where we're like all right there's enough momentum here to give us that confidence to do this and but if you were to even ask our story in the 32nd version you hear oh we heard this idea and then we decided to give up our job offer to start and become mushroom farmers like that's not the reality it was it was a hundred small little moments and one step at a time one step at a time so i would just tell folks it's like break it up into into a lot of smaller things and be like hey if i'm really excited with this one idea all right, I'm going to go talk to 10 people about it. All right, am I still as excited about it after talking to 10 people? Great, let me go and spend, you know, a week or two on the, on the weekends um, and put 10 hours, you know, on the weekend and build something or do something. And then I'm going to go to the farmer's market. I'm going to go talk to 10 more people. I'm going to, you know, apply for this. And you start breaking me down. I think before you know, it's like, whoa, either I'm still equally passionate about this 
whoa, I got some momentum around this, and it helps people kind of want to get started. So, uh, you know, we just quote my team what makes fun of me because it's say too often. Was like Will Smith tells a story about, you know, which I always appreciated. He's like, you don't build a great wall overnight. You build it by laying, you know, every single brick as perfectly as a brick can be laid. Um, and you look back over time and, and you look back and like, whoa, I built something. I built a great wall. And I think in many ways that, that applies to building a business. It's not just overnight. You just take it one step at a time. That's great advice. Now, was there anybody who tried to talk you out of doing this? Like, there must have been a very well-meaning, maybe parent or friend or professor who's like, no, this is a bad idea. You guys are going to fail. Did that ever happen? <laughs> oh, man, yeah. We had a lot of friends looking at us uh, early on, just like, what, what are you guys doing? I remember some of Alex's guys in his fraternity almost had these, like, interventions with them. Like, dude, you're giving this amazing <laughs> job offer you've been working for four years for in college, you got it, and now you're gonna give it up to grow mushrooms. And uh, there was one night I shall never forget it. It was uh, right right before graduation, actually. Um, and Alex and I were still trying to figure this all out, and we were dumpster diving for coffee grounds to be able to use to plant our first batch of mushrooms in. And I was uh, outside of a Pete's Coffee, and I had just gone through the coffee grounds in the trash can, had a big black trash bag of coffee grounds over my shoulder. And people who have ever been to Berkeley, there's like one main street called Telegraph, which is a bunch of restaurants and bars and it's kind of busy street. So this is like right before graduation. All of our friends are going out and having a blast. And I remember I was waiting on the corner for Alex to pick me up, who had just gone to a different cafe to uh, to pick up his own batch of coffee grounds. And I remember he picks me up and we both have these two literally trash bags of coffee, dripping wet, muddy coffee grounds. And where friends walk by, it's you know, 9, 10 p.m. on a Friday night, and it's looking at it, it's like, what are you guys doing right now? And it was moments you just, uh, you know, we're just questioning it all, but we were just laughing about it, and, and it goes back to, to partnership, too. And, you know, you ask about advice, like, find find someone to do it with. It's such a, it, it's the, you know, it's, there's, it's, it, it makes the whole experience so much more joyful and rewarding uh, when you can share it and start something together. And, and I think the partnership that Alex and I are doing together has also been the most rewarding piece of the whole journey. And um, it's the reason why we made it through and continue to. So, um, but yeah. Well, hats so, off to you guys yeah. for all the persistence and all the success. Uh, you know, you guys already have had a lot of success. And I definitely looks looks like you're gonna have a lot of success in the future. Um, one last question: If you could have a beer with anybody, alive or dead, anybody throughout history, who would it be and why? Huh. Uh, that's a great question. And I, alive or dead, who would it be? Um, I think I you know. I think I would. Uh, I would have to go with. Uh, with a historical figure, I know it, it sounds religious, but more just from a historical perspective, uh, the Buddha, Siddhartha, you know, 500 um, AD. Uh, yeah. I would love to. I would love to just meet that man and and, and experience his energy and uh, and just how he thought and how he thinks and uh, uh, you know his story about someone who had seen it all being a a prince and a king and then also, you know, giving it up and experiencing a whole different dimension of life. Uh, I would love to, to sit down with him. Wow. That's, uh, so, yeah. Who, how about you? Who would you want to meet? 
That is a great question. I ask this question all the time, but no one's ever asked me, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> honestly, I need time to think about it because this is a real big one. Yeah. Um, well, let Probably, me know. Maybe Moses. Do. I'd, I'd be curious. Yeah, there you go. That would yeah. be interesting. Well, yeah. If you have any other answers there, let me know. I'd be curious. Okay, well, thank you so, so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, much success with your company and with all of the products, and I'm sure you're going to have a lot of cool, new, exciting products coming out. Um, if people want to find you, where can they find you? Yeah, you can uh, learn a lot more and check out all of our gardening kits at backtotheroots.com. Uh, also on Instagram at Back to the Roots and Facebook and Twitter. So uh, we hope people uh, check us out and join our movement uh, to get growing. You guys just, just try to grow one thing we tell people and, and see what that does and experience that. So, and your products are for, also uh, available thanks. that we're at uh, Whole Foods. Also available, yep, Home Depot, Target, Lowe's, um, Amazon, so you can Walmart? find them. Uh, we are working on that actually. So I won't say more, but uh, we got some exciting updates coming soon. Okay, so good yeah. luck with that. Um, I'm going to go get myself a kit because I'm sure my daughter would love those to see those mushrooms growing. And um, once again, thanks for your time. Thank Best you. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having us on. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. That was Nick Hill Aurora, co-founder of Back to the Roots, and I really had a great conversation with him. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as well. Before I let you guys go, I just want to let you know that I love hearing from you. I love the feedback, the comments, the criticism, the compliments. Whatever you have, I want to hear it. If you send me a message, I will get back to you. Not immediately, but I will get back to you. And please let me know how we can improve the show or anything you have to say. I want to hear it. Perhaps I'll read some of your messages on the ear next time. Um, additionally, I'm going to be putting a link to my YouTube channel in the show description. So go to that link, subscribe to the channel. I guarantee you there's good content coming. And I'm going to try to get the podcast out more often every week. There's already a new episode ready to go already for next week. So next week there will be an episode and hopefully the week after and the week after the week after. Have yourselves a great week. Keep doing what you do. Keep being awesome. And remember, you are not a goat. Think different, be different, do different, act different. And your life will be different in a good way. That's all I have to say for now. So we will see you later. You are not a goat. The podcast for you.